Hello, and welcome to the Art of Podcast, brought to you by Grand Lifestyle Magazine and the Public Arts Commission. I'm your host, Tammy Vignes, and I'm joined today by Marla Defoe, Danielle Bikarski, and Dean Opp. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. We are, uh, it's just Danielle and I in the studio today. It's, um, for those listening, if you're in this area, we are experiencing a blizzard. So Dean and Marla are are calling in, and it's just... Just us two lonely souls here, here in the studio that braved the awful conditions outside and and made it in. So it's uh, yeah, it's kind of strange just sitting here with just one other person. <laughs> but anyway, glad we're all safe and sound. So anyway, um, so of course we always talk about the weather. That's just the Midwest thing to do. But I don't know about you guys, but I have a pretty pretty dull life. <laughs> do you guys I mean I feel like I just you know I get up I walk the dogs I go to work I go home I eat I walk the dogs I go to bed and that's just like my life that's day in day out that's pretty much it are you guys kind of the same pretty much I don't uh I don't venture out and get too adventurous um especially this time of year you know it's it's hard to leave the house to do anything exciting when you're cozy and warm at home. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of once I get home from somewhere, like I'm, it takes me a, a lot of convincing to get me to venture back out, you know, unless it's something that's super exciting to do. Mm-hmm. Danielle, you're And good. if the sweats go on. Oh I'm yeah. Not. then Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Once the sweats are on, I'm like, Ooh, I mean, it's a really, really tough sell to get me to come, to come back out and to get out of my sweats and put regular clothes back on for sure I mean and a lot of times I do just go out in my sweats and my crocs Mm -hmm. of course (laughs) when the weather is not quite how it is right now what about you Dean I know do you live the life of of uh intrigue or are you (laughs) are you as dull as the rest of us well you know it's a lot easier to uh being retired so let's start with that right easier to be flexible with your schedule. There you so go. When the snows come piling in, you can wait for it to uh, <laughs> fill up your driveway before you have to uh, snow blow it out. Right. And uh, you don't have to worry about uh, the thing I used to hate the most is when you come home at the end of the day and the, the, they plowed in your mm-hmm. driveway, so you have to... Yep. To deal with all of that park in the middle someplace and <laughs> exactly. trudge over and and go at it so that was uh so it's nice to be able to avoid that anyway well and right and if you're retired you can maybe just like ignorance is bliss the whole time just keep your curtains closed like all winter long and just pretend like nothing is happening outside just don't bother snow blowing at all just leave it and just wait for spring and i'm sure the neighbors and the mailman would love that but <laughs> Anyway, but it I'm sure always. It sounds yeah. nice when you say it. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> and then it's nice to come out of the cocoon every now and then. And <laughs> even though in this case it's over uh, the phone line, right, to visit right. with folks and, there you go. and uh, find out about some wonderful things. Yeah, get some <laughs> get some feelers out to the the outside world. <laughs> but no, I'm always just super intrigued then by by people who have actually. Um, not, I mean, not that we haven't all done something with our lives by any means, but like people who have like those really, yeah, sorry guys. No, no, but people who like do something totally different. I mean, you know, the majority of people just, you know, they work their eight to five and that's their gig. And, you know, it's always just, I'm, I'm so curious, like how people got going in their lives when they're doing things that are 
outside of the norm. And that kind of brings me to today's guest, um, which is somebody that we actually featured in Grand Lifestyle Magazine a few years ago. Um, She grew up in a small town, um, northern Minnesota, Carlstead, and she now calls Nashville her home. And I was creeping, of course, on all the on all her social media accounts. And I love this um, phrase that she has on all of her accounts that says she's writing soundtracks for hairbrush singers, dashboard drummers and air guard. Air, sorry, air guitar players. So I thought that was really clever. But anyway, so today's guest is Darian Lee. Welcome, Darian. Welcome. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. No, thank it's you for being good. here. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> fun to uh, be chatting with somebody who's um, got ties to this area, but is now um, doing her thing somewhere else, which is really cool. So yeah, so yeah. you are in Nashville, correct? I said that right. You're you're there, and I know yes. you're in Tennessee. Yeah, okay. perfect. So how did you yes, get uh, get started in in this whole business? What's kind of the the background there? Yeah, uh, for me, I always found a home with music, and you know, I think it's a thing, and and it's totally not wrong. I think education is huge, but I started out kind of thinking that I needed a backup and I needed to spend so much time dedicating to a backup. Um, And I went to college and was doing the college thing and kind of realized that not only is it hard to um, prepare for all of your exams and finals uh, while trying to play shows. I think I did like 30 shows in all of December while I was at UND. And I I was realizing how hard that is. Yeah. And just kind of really decided to to fully just engulf my life, if you want to call it that, um, and what I loved in music, and just decided to kind of go full force for it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, did you? So you just you went from Carlstead to Grand Forks, and then you're just like, yeah. nope, this isn't this isn't my thing. Like this is not what's you know keeping me going. So then you just decided to pack your bags yeah. and head to Nashville? It, uh, kind of. Um, there was like a huge time frame where I went, I think it was almost like three, four years, where I went back and forth between my hometown of Carlston, Minnesota, and Nashville, just traveling back and forth, um, just kind of getting a grasp on things, mm-hmm. uh, dipping my toes in the water before I completely threw myself in into this whole field and just travel back and forth. And I really knew that it was important to find a lot of support in my home area, which I've been very, very lucky to have been able to have found mm-hmm. and building that home base while also building some sort of base here in Nashville. And I only officially moved about a year ago. Um, but I think it became a point where I was traveling back and forth so much that everyone back home thought I lived here already because they never <laughs> saw me. Um, it was like Airbnb hotels all the time. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so, I mean, COVID delayed stuff a little bit, but yeah, I decided to officially pull that trigger and move uh, right. last November. Oh, wow. Okay. So you really haven't been there, I mean, full time, you know, just over a year, I suppose, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just a year and a month, I guess, something like that. Right. <laughs> so um, did you have like connections in Nashville already or what was that like? I mean, you know, heading to Nashville and you know, not knowing anybody or, you know, kind of what was that whole situation? Yeah, I was lucky to have met an artist that kind of gave me some guidance and kind of 
laid out a little bit of a map, if you want to call it, of just the way that I should go about at least releasing a first project um, and introduce, introduce me to a few different folks down here that have been huge for my career. And, and a lot of this in music is meeting people and just kind of getting your name out there, shaking hands um, and networking. And I really just kind of came down the first time to Nashville, like four or five years ago, really not knowing entirely what to expect. Never mm-hmm. had been to Nashville before. Just knew that I had heard about it, loved it, and knew these people that I was going to work with. And it really kind of just moved from there. You know, you meet more people, you network more, and mm-hmm. you release some music, some projects, which we've actually talked about in the past on the magazine. And it's just been very cool to have seen things to go from such a small point i guess if you want to call it that the beginning of it all to first chapter to where we are now right absolutely i've always said it's not so much what you know it's who you know in life too that i mean really helps guide your path a little bit yeah has it been has it been difficult like breaking into that nashville scene i mean i've been to nashville a few times and it's um i mean it's a lot like it's it's such a cool city and there's so many talented people it's just completely bananas. Every time we'd walk into a bar or a restaurant, somebody was singing and it's like, holy smokes, like, why aren't these people, you know, like mainstream radio, you know, have tours of their own and albums of their own. Like, it's just insane to me how, (laughs) what the talent is like down there and, and, you know, getting into it, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's, it's really like just throwing yourself all in. And I feel like for me, at least being halfway in and halfway out was never going to work. There was always that hindrance of, well, if I could give all my time to this, I could do all of these things that I can't right now. And mm-hmm. making that decision and actually moving here as well has been hugely instrumental for me. And yeah, there's a lot of people here and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of talent. And it's very cool because you know, people are going to assume that there's competition and there's all those things. But I always say that Nashville is such a small town at heart, Um, a large city with a small town mentality. And Mm -hmm. where, I mean, I sing downtown every single week and it's, it's something where I've only ever found support in it. And I've been very grateful to have somehow landed myself with good people and surrounded by good, talented individuals that have done a lot themselves that can also kind of help when you have questions or you don't know what the heck is happening because there's so many times where you think it all figured out and then someone emails you and you're like I don't think I know what the heck this means right (laughs) right yeah I mean it's you know I'm sure it's a lot going on so do you have people um like a a PR person or you know a booking agent or anybody to help kind of with all of that that process yeah, um, I've been really lucky to work with, uh, his name is Butter Fortney, his real name is Mark. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it's the artist name thing, right? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, he was inspired, uh, they were managed by Toby Keith at one point, and they toured with Toby Keith for years and years and years. Um, and we all know Toby Keith is like America's most prized possession for an artist. <laughs> right. And it's absolutely like he doesn't tour anywhere else he only tours here like he's very much america's country artist oh, and yeah. i think it's so funny but so cool and i was lucky to find him and he's been producing my music for a while and and really just introducing me to people that have been hugely instrumental for him but also other people like a pr team and i've a booking agent and so now it's not just me it's 
me and this entire like field of people, which has been so helpful because one person can only do so much. Um, and it also allows me to put a lot more time into my artistry, which is very, very cool. Right. Absolutely. So you do like, do you do all of your own songwriting or is it kind of a, a group effort or a team effort or how does that process work? I kind of dabble all over the board. I write a fair amount myself, but I also write with groups, friends, different people that you've maybe ne- never met before, but you message each other on Instagram like, hey, I have this song idea. I think it'd be great for you or whatever the case might be. It can really be all over. I've released songs that other people have written and I have not written on as well, which is very cool for people to trust you right. with their story. Um, and, and also cool to be able to know that you found a home in someone else's song, because that's exactly what you want your listeners to feel too. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to do a lot of different sides of the coin and I've been very grateful for that. That's awesome. I think do most people, if they're submitting something to you or, you know, saying, Hey, I've got this, you know, these lyrics that I think would be great. Do you then, I mean, if they haven't already put it to a, a melody, do you, kind of Mm -hmm. figure that out yourself or is that something that's not typical I guess I don't even know (laughs) it's really um I found that like writing is the one thing that I might think I have it like my method to the madness completely down set in stone um and then you're like thrown like a fish out of water to somebody else's way of writing and Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool because it keeps you learning in a way and I've always been someone that enjoys like learning about new things and it's been very cool to have been able to understand everyone else's method to the madness so it can start with lyrics it can start with a hook um, which typically ends up being your title Um, or it can literally start with hey I have this melody in my head and I just feel like it would be really cool with this kind of a song it it's very cool to see it go from absolutely nothing into something that people are carrying on their phone to listen to whenever they want. Right. Yeah. That's kind of wild to think about. Yeah. I I can't even imagine that process. I feel like coming up with a melody that hasn't been come up with before, you know, I mean, just somebody who's (laughs) like listens to music all the time. It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. at what point are you like, Oh wait, is this already something that's out there and I'm just regurgitating it or, you know, I mean, and I'm sure there's probably a little bit of, um, sensitivity or whatever to making sure your song doesn't sound like somebody else's. I mean, all the copyright and, you know, whatever, all those kind of things. Yeah. What were you saying? That's the most, what? It's uh, it's the most painful part. I'm very much a melody person. So you can, there's times where we've been in a right and we're like, wow, we really have like the song, the song that like, we not only love, but we feel like this list of artists could absolutely get behind and it could be large for them. You know, you think you never really know until it happens, but, and then uh, there's one riot with some friends of mine and he kind of looked at us and he's like, wait a second. And I was like, please don't tell me you think it sounds like something. Please don't tell me you think it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many songs out there that sometimes you're kind of playing in dangerous territory now and again. Yeah, I can. I I mean, I can't imagine. But yeah, you would think at some point, you know, I mean, and it might not even be like your own fault. Like maybe you you heard it, you know, just Mm -hmm. very much in the background somewhere at some point in your life where it's not, you know, like a like a purposeful type of thing. It's just, you know, here's this melody that I thought was my own, but turns out. I guess somebody right. else wrote it 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It, yeah. And that's the craziest part, too. 
it can be from so long ago as well and not intentional. But, you know, I feel like it's the world of an artist, too. The world of making art can sometimes be a little bit repetitive. Right, absolutely. So where's the craziest place that inspiration has ever struck? Oh, um, (laughs) it sounds really strange. (laughs) I feel like most of them probably do. Um, But dreams sometimes, and I'll, like, wake up and, like, write it down as quickly as I can because, obviously, I, I think there's even, like, studies on it that if you don't think about what you had just dreamt, you won't be able to remember it later. And I've had times where I've, like, thought of something in a dream, even, like, thought up a melody. I don't know how that happens. Um, because my dreams are normally weird, but I'll wake up and be like, okay, I need to jot this down, hum it into my phone, whatever I need to do to like document this in time so I can A, go back to sleep and B, write it tomorrow without being like bothered by what the heck I was just thinking. I've actually, I actually read that Freddie Mercury had a uh, piano installed on his headboard because he would wake up in the middle of the night when song inspiration would strike. And that's how he would write his songs. He would just roll over and start tinkering on the, the, <laughs> the piano is... keyboard. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's dedication. That's crazy. Right? right? Mm-hmm. There you go. That's your next <laughs> so, step, Darian. So if you ever woke up... I know, and, I'm a piano next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> So have you ever woke up and seen the notepad next to your nightstand and gone, I don't remember writing that down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my voice memos on my phone are full of memos. And of course, you have every intent of making it organized, but sometimes I'll look on it like voice memo 875. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what that one is. And I'll listen to it. I'll be like, what was going on? <laughs> And maybe it also depends on, you know, like what time of the night or what you were previously doing that day or if you've had a beverage or two. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Just a thought. (laughs) Uh, I often think that I would, that I'll remember everything. Like I'll have a, you know, a good idea for something or whatever. And I'm like, ah, it was so, you know, it was such a good idea that I'm for sure going to remember this or, you know, whatever. And of course I never do. I've just, I've, uh resigned myself to realizing that I do need to write things down and I can't just remember it all anymore. Right. (laughs) You think you'd like catch on to your own mind game sometimes, but you're still like, Oh, I'll definitely remember it. Right. Nope. And you don't. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Oh, funny. So who is your like biggest music idol? Oh, um, I'm the youngest of four, which I know is probably a strange way to answer that question, but I grew up with a lot of different tastes in music in my life. Uh, everyone seemed to have like a whole different favorite. So my favorites kind of go all over the board. But for country, I always say Shania Twain, Carly Pierce, going back to like the Loretta Lynn's. Um, I grew up on a lot of like Waylon Jennings and, and all of that era. Right. Um, but Shania Twain is all my you know gotcha mm-hmm. well she is coming to fargo i think in yes. um when is it is it november the summer. Oh, the yeah. summer okay yeah so there you go you can make a Ooh. trip back up north and come see her <laughs> that might be the thing that might be the t- right <laughs> do you ever do you head back up this way very often i mean i'm sure you're you know the type of industry that you're in i know that you know you're kind of at the mercy of playing probably strange hours, strange times, just to 
you know, keep right. up with your passion and get your name out there. But do you, do you make it back home very often? Yeah. Um, there's a strange balance between making it back home for shows, but also within the shows, making time for family, friends as much as I can. Um, so there's, I would say there's like a large percentage that can sometimes be for shows, but there's definitely like, we'll be going back home for the holidays and that'll just be family friend time. So I head up for the most part during the summers, during shows, um, winter can be occasionally a show here or there, but, um, typically to see family. That's, that's nice. I'm sure. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, a balancing act trying to to fit it all in make sure everybody feels the love yeah <laughs> yeah right that's... i just schedule it out i'll truly message people and be like hey are you free tuesday at 10 a.m <laughs> <Right. laughs> we're gonna put it on the calendar <laughs> way, like we make our time count right absolutely yeah no you got to do that when you're you're busy i mean absolutely right and you only you know get get back here so often so gotta cram it all in while you can right so, exactly. So along that same line, do you in Nashville? Do you have any uh, hometown connections or uh, regional connections that are in Nashville and have, have connected with you or that you're aware of? Yeah, um, there's a handful of musicians from Minnesota down here in North Dakota as well. Um, I mean, I grew up with Ashley Hewitt being huge um, for my area, and there's plenty of people down by, like, the cities and a few in North Dakota as well that I've been able to connect with. I know a lot of people have heard of Tiger Lily. Um, I've met with them once or twice, uh, really, honestly, only in, like, industry events sort of things because um, everyone's sure. life is so busy. But there's occasionally those industry-like events where you can finally catch up with people and just chat with them for a minute in passing between interviews or whatever you're doing. Right. Cool. Thank you. What is a typical... Yeah. Oh, sorry, Marla. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say along those lines, I want to know the good gossip. Like, who is the <laughs> nicest, famous person you've met in Nashville? Oh, the nicest person I've met in Nashville. We'll go um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Since it is probably right. <laughs> other things to talk about. <laughs> uh, low cash is incredibly nice. Um, I've actually had the privilege of meeting them a few times and low cash is very, very nice. Um, there is so many of them that you're not entirely sure what you're going to get yourself into when you enter a room with some of these people, but they low cash is some of the people that I always feel like go out of their way to say hi to everyone in the room. I think that's awesome. When you meet people that are, um, still humble and still, you know, just right. Yeah. They know where they've come from and, and they're not, their heads aren't big yet. Right. Yeah. Um, right. When I worked in, um, I used to work at the Alaria Center here in Grand Forks and had the privilege of meeting several artists that um, that came to town. And I think it was it was actually my second concert that I ever worked. And um, Nickelback was the performer. And I was, I was right. pretty excited, but I'm like, oh, these guys are going to be, you know, jerks or something. You know, I didn't, I just, I didn't know what to expect. And they were the most like humble, right. down to earth guys. I mean, they just, they introduced themselves like by their names, you know, without expectation that I, you know, should already know who they are. Um, and I was, right. it, it set just a good, you know, feeling in my, in my brain that, okay, well, even though, you know, these guys are, I mean, it was kind of when they first got big, um, 
And I thought, you know, like I said, they could be kind of nasty about it, but they were very, very sweet, very right. humble. So that was good to see. That's because they're Canadian. I was literally just going to say that. I'm like, I suppose it also has something to do with their Canadian, <laughs> Canada nice. <laughs> I would say a large majority of the people that I've met, I've had maybe like one run-in um, where it's not been positive. A, a vast majority of every run-in I've ever had with anyone. Uh, noteworthy and and anything around that um, upcoming already made it all of that I've never had anything negative they've always been very very kind that's awesome that's awesome so what is just kind of a like a typical day for you like tell me about like your week what does that look like Ooh, um kind of all over the board sometimes it can look like the most glamorous thing ever and sometimes it's the most i'll say normal but i feel like my life's pretty normal all the way around um it's very much so random i get to work for myself for the most part which i very much so appreciate um and kind of making for the most part my own calendar there's a lot of interviews in a week and i would say the busiest times are like cma fest uh there's a I don't even a seminar called CRS. Um, it stands for Country Radio Seminar. That's also a very busy week here. Um, there's a few different times of the year that are incredibly busy. Release weeks are always the most hectic and busy weeks. You can start by like radio interviews as early as 5 a.m. and you can be on interviews all day. Cause typically, you do press days, so that'd be like a radio interview at five, and then maybe some sort of meeting. You go to your PR interviews and content 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 on top of all of that you end your evening on like a podcast or something sure. um right now normal week has just been a lot of playing downtown broadway and some interviews in between some holiday events and kind of getting a little bit of downtime nashville slows down a little bit here during the winter which is kind of nice every now and again oh yeah absolutely yeah it's kind of i'm sure it's catch your breath and just kind of refocus and and gear up for the next year because right. i'm sure you've got a full plate already lined up for next year oh yeah we're always working a year ahead <laughs> absolutely yes for sure um what is like the best advice you've ever been given do you think oh um very early on uh courtney gonzalez who's a musician in the area of bemidji and she had told me if you've already picked up your instrument you're already a step ahead but pick up your instrument instrument outside of your voice and just go. Don't ever stop. Just keep going. And that was really when I kind of like flipped a switch in my brain when she said that, that needed to do it. And sometimes it sounds very like vague, just being like, just do it. Like some sort of Nike sponsorship, which is everything <laughs> that it's not. Um, but just truly being like, just take the step, launch yourself into what you want to do because the hardest thing is truly as cliche as it might sound taking that first step. Absolutely. So you play guitar. Do you play, um, have you always played guitar? Did you, are you self-taught? Did you take lessons? Are you just a natural musician where you can play anything? (laughs) (laughs) I grew up playing piano um, and then got into percussion in high school playing in band. Um, And then later as I was finding singing to be, my home in different ways than I had originally. Like when I was younger, you're just singing to like karaoke tracks and mm-hmm. you think that's just how you're going to do it <laughs> until you get older and you realize that like picking up an instrument will probably be huge for me. Right. Um, and I picked up 
I hijacked my brother's guitar from his bedroom. Um, thanks, Aaron. And <laughs> <laughs> I taught myself through YouTube. YouTube videos were my key until my parents probably found it painful enough to be like, okay, we've heard enough of the like. <laughs> you gotta get this gal some lessons, strings. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had enough of the screeching guitar strings and got me some lessons. <laughs> I suppose it could have been worse. You could have played like the violin or something and <laughs> they could really have right. had some scratchy eardrums. <laughs> uh, my son learned how to play the tuba well at home during COVID. Oh, so fun. I'm sure. Lots of fun. <laughs> And, does, and is he and still our, playing the tuba? Oh, yes. He's okay. still playing okay. the tuba. Gotcha. Wasn't sure if it was just a COVID <laughs> thing where you just get bored and you're like, okay, I'll try this tuba. And I always no, had... No, that was, that was what he decided he wanted to play in the band. Okay. And then COVID happened. And so half hour lessons every day. Oh, fun. Fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's commitment. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but the world needs tuba players. I mean, I was convinced to go, I started playing in band as a trumpet player and then I just realized that I didn't want to play trumpet and I always played piano and my parents, you know, they were never pushy. They didn't say like, oh, you have to play, you know, in the band. I just said, you know, I don't think my parents were sad when I said, I don't want to play trumpet anymore because I don't think they necessarily liked me playing the trumpet <laughs> and cause I wasn't very good. I mean, I literally played for like a summer and it gave, I mean, it gave me a headache. I can't imagine what it did for other people. So I, uh, <laughs> well, I, I quit playing, but then my band teacher, because I played piano, um, we found ourselves without a tuba player one year. I, I'm also from a small town. I'm from Erskine, Minnesota. And, um, we, we didn't have a tuba player anymore and we needed somebody to play the bass line. So my band teacher, you know, came groveling hat in hand not really but he just asked if I would play um <laughs> keyboard bass and I thought oh now I gotta be in band again but me being the bleeding heart that I am I said that I would so that's what I did so I played the bass line but I played keyboard bass <laughs> but only because well, there was I a actually, lack of tuba players I actually told my son I'm like well you know you know the bass line so you know he's a 13 year old boy and 13 year old boys are not graceful um and we, we were at a wedding dance this summer and he's like i don't know how to dance i'm like but you're a tuba player like listen for the baseline you know the baseline and then just move your feet with the baseline and then he was like like it clicked and he's like holy cow i do have rhythm <laughs> <laughs> so see tuba tuba playing gave him Life skills. There we go. Confidence <laughs> to dance in public. I love the it. Beauty of the tuba. Right <laughs> Look at all these things that the tuba has led to. I love it. <laughs> I always meant to learn how to play guitar, like during COVID when I was at home for a good chunk of a year and a half. I always thought, oh, I play piano. I could probably pretty easily pick up the guitar, but I, I never did. I can play like the very beginning of Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. And that's, I mean, and when I say the very Everyone beginning, I mean like, can. exactly. It's not, it is Everyone not, can. it's nothing, uh, right. It's not going to put me on any maps anytime soon, but I have um, a cool party trick. Right. The beginning of Piano like Man that. Down Ooh, on nice. the harmonica, but it's just the. Da, 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 yeah. da, and that's it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It's the, I'll get My daughter taught me the riff for Sunshine of Your Love. So that one's oh. pretty good. Oh, nice. Nice. So. Yeah. 
Well, Darian, if you ever need any backup players, it sounds yeah. like you've got you got us <laughs> ready to go. Ready to call. <laughs> Speaking of that, so do you do you generally play um, like just yourself? Like when you're performing at you know whatever bar, restaurant, or gig in Nashville, like are you generally alone? Is it acoustic? Are you with a band? Um, how does that how does that generally work? It's a little bit of everything. Um, you can play things normally for the downtown circuit that I play in. You don't play by yourself. I've only ever had to play by myself once. Okay. And that was because there's a schedule problem, um, which was fine because that's what I grew up doing is playing by myself. Right. Um, but like, for instance, I play this Friday and it will be myself, another guitarist singer. So basically another uh, lead um, and drums, and then we kind of open up for the band for the night, oh, and cool. it's kind of all over the board. And do you have experience like with this other um, singer guitar player already? Like, have you performed with um, him or her yeah. before? Okay. Yeah, okay, absolutely. There's many times though where you'll meet someone or you'll see them after your gig, say hi, um, maybe listen to a little bit of them, and then message each other never having had played together before and ask them if they want to play with you for your next gig and that's typically how you get to know anyone in order to play with them really it's just putting them on a show with you at some point but i do do full band stuff now and again as well okay very cool have you ever worked with somebody that you just don't jive with in terms of like your style or you know just your voices maybe don't quite like work together all that well where you're like okay this was a one and done kind of thing we're not going to do this again yeah absolutely i think everyone has there's always the one or two times you're like all right noted for next time right good enough that was a one hit wonder yep <laughs> for fun right <laughs> oh um oh i was going to ask you something else and i totally into oh your band so when you said you do play with a full band occasionally like where did those people come from? Are they people you've met in Nashville? Are they people that um, you worked with previously or how do you, how do you find these people to, to play with you to play all the other things? Yeah. Um, living in Minnesota is a little bit more challenging to find those people sometimes because Nashville, there's just an array of them and mm-hmm. uh, up North in Carl. So there isn't near as many as Nashville, but right. you find your people eventually. And, and it's, really is almost like a job search and finding that right person to drive with you to fill in all the different things. Nashville here, the amount of talent is crazy in a way where if your bassist can't play this gig with you, you can find someone who's never played with you before, or maybe even never played with anyone in your band before, but still knows everything and does perfectly right off the bat. Right. Um, And sometimes people that you've played with are like the same thing with finding other people to play with for those uh, duo gigs and whatnot you just find those people that you drive with as friends and whatnot mm-hmm. and then you bring them on stage and you start playing shows very cool do you have um i know you've written and released um several of your own songs um do you generally do you perform those um when you're when you're doing a gig or is it mostly cover songs or a little bit of both um, it's a little bit of both. Nashville playing Broadway is a bit more cover-based, but occasionally there's people that will ask to hear an original, which is huge, because right. obviously you're not only just playing those cover songs, but you're also like wanting to get your voice and your music out there. So I always appreciate those people that come in and want the originals. Um, but I also have plenty of opportunity to play originals at showcases and things, and it's very cool to see the opportunity to do both here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Do you have a favorite artist that you like to cover? Oh, um, I feel like there's certain ones that really get the crowd going and those tend to be my favorites. Um, obviously Schneid Twin is always the answer. Um, and I find is definitely a go-to um, and sometimes mixing it up with like Katy Perry or something just to kind mm. of surprise people right. a little bit now and again. It's fun. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't, I mean, just because you're in Nashville doesn't mean everything has to be ride or die country. I mean, there's exactly. plenty of bands that I've heard that, you know, all of a sudden break out like Toto last time I was in Nashville, <laughs> you know, the beginning of Africa, all of a sudden come, we're like, okay, this is right. like kind of fun. I mean, it's just, it's, it's fun to hear something fun. that you're not expecting. Do you right, have right. and it kind of feels like to be able to play something that people aren't expecting too? Like it's fun to see how people react every time. Oh, for sure. And when you put your own spin on it, that's kind of cool too. Cool. Do right. You, do you have like a routine or like some type of special thing that you do before you perform or even during? Um for me, it's always kind of probably the expected of something to eat and then play guitar for a little bit to warm up my hands, run through vocal warm-ups. I drink warm water while I play mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like it keeps your vocal cords warm. Uh, like leading up to like an hour before or so, I'll start drinking warm water. I try to drink as much water as I can um, always, but especially when I'm playing. And then I have a specific set of songs like Blue Tacoma, Russell Dickerson, and... Um, occasionally like a song that I'm trying to learn will be the one uh, lately. I've been trying to learn some Lady Wilson tunes, uh, just giving them a play before I go play them downtown and kind of just that rundown and you drive down park and go in sound check and take off. Right. Just seems so like funny to me when you said like you just drive downtown park and then you go in and play like it just sounds like <laughs> such a, yeah. like where I'd be like, I drive downtown so- at park and then I go in to eat. <laughs> Oh, right, right. It's very casual, which sometimes catches people off guard, but it's very much like anybody else's job where you just get used to sometimes you park in the same spot and you walk in right. and say hi to your coworker. Yeah, no, I just always imagine play. like there's a green room and, you know, you've got your array right. of, um, <laughs> you know, a cheese tray set out for you. <laughs> like, oh, this, you've got a rider right. that you Sounds submit like- to the, yeah. <laughs> Right. Some places do it. Makes me feel so bougie. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and typically playing big shows, my family is there. And again, I have three older brothers. So they quickly humble me whenever I'm like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Does your other, anybody else in your family, are they musicians as well? Um, Musical, but never really went into that field. My one brother sings in Brainerd at a church every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but Everyone kind of chose different routes. Sure. Have you ever thought of, like, the brother that does sing publicly, at least? Have you ever thought of, you know, if he's watching you at a gig and, like, inviting him up on stage, would he ever do it, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I've actually done it maybe a handful of times. Okay. Um, and it's always very fun. Oh, and that's my parents, fun. obviously, love every second of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm sure they're gobbling it up. That's cool. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Meanwhile, your brother's just like rolling his eyes or maybe like, mad at you for yeah, putting yeah, him on the spot. <laughs> no, right. secretly, he thinks it's really cool, but he'd never tell her. Exactly. I have that's an older true. brother. Yeah. Right. That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> oh. Like, hello, me. 
<laughs> oh, I was not at all prepared for this. And then just start belting it out. <laughs> so do you have any advice that you would give to somebody else trying to do what you're doing? I mean, somebody who really wants to take the plunge, you know, see, see if they've got it and, and can make it. Um, do you have any advice to give them? Yeah, I would say just engulf your life in music, engulf your life or in whatever it is, anything that you want to do, just surround yourself with that specific thing. Um, and with people that also love that thing as well. Um, music speaking in this term, but like focus on that and, and find the people that will support you. Um, and basically like the exact same advice I was given and just take the step and follow each step with one after that. And things will start rolling in before you know it. That's awesome. Thank you. So where can our listeners um, check out your music? Where can they connect with you on social media? Yeah, you can find me at any social media that you use at Darian Lee, or you can go to my website, um, kind of the home base for all things, merchandise shows, uh, social media and streaming platforms. Everything is just at Darian Lee or my website is darianlee.com. Easy enough. Perfect. Well, I like to um, yeah. <laughs> end these, uh, these podcasts with a little game of, of would you rather if you would like to play along. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So this is sort of tailored um, to you, not you specifically, but performing. So would you rather get a raging case of hiccups during a performance or forget the lyrics to one of the songs while you're on stage? Oh, I'd rather forget the lyrics easily. I'll do that any day. I do it sometimes already. So that seems like (laughs) no big deal. Yeah, just make them up. I know I think hiccups would be so hard to get rid of I mean you know sometimes you get the hiccups I mean there's nothing stopping mm-hmm. them and you don't know when they're yeah. coming <laughs> Danielle I if you think about that sometimes oh yeah I mean or sorry like I hope sneeze I hope even. I don't get in your in your brain about any of this <laughs> oh. right Danielle what about you what if you were performing would you rather forget the lyrics or get the hiccups I'd probably prefer to forget the lyrics just because I can dance through that. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) I can have probably some other sort of onstage presence. That'll be distracting enough Um, where the hiccups, I'll probably get a little fed up. Right. Well, yeah. Oh no. Like this is happening. I need them to go away. Well, and like I said, I mean, when they just sneak up on you sometimes, you know, they don't come like at a specific rhythm or anything like that, where you can Mm. kind of mix it in with your song. It's (laughs) yeah, they just come willy nilly. (laughs) Here comes Darian with an idea for a new song. Exactly. Into the chorus. (laughs) Funny. Dean, what about you? If you were performing on stage, what would you do? I agree with everyone so far, too. The uh, forgetting the lyrics seems to be a very short-term issue, and the hiccups seem to be more of a long-term issue. So it's like ripping a (laughs) Band-Aid. You know, let's get it off, get it over with. Right. Move on. Right. Marla, what about you? Well, that's where you just grab the mic and point it towards the audience, but it's their turn. To oh, sing. exactly. I was going to say, like, that's kind of, you know, maybe it's a way to do the crowd participation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. No I, art trick. Right. <laughs> I know. I think I would probably do, I'd also just forget the lyrics. In fact, I've been to several concerts where artists forget the lyrics to their own songs. I mean, it's, you know, people are human. They just forget things from time to time. Right. Um, yeah, I think... Although I do have 
a cure for the hiccups that gets rid of them, I'd say 99.9% of the time and gets rid of them very quickly. You might look kind of silly Lemon doing wedge. it on the stage. No, you. I learned this on Sesame Street, no joke, when I was <laughs> probably six years old and it's almost never failed me. But you have to, the key is you also have to have like a, like a plastic um, or paper cup, something that you can hold between your teeth or you have to have somebody able to help you. But you hold the water, the cup of water between your teeth and then you plug both of your ears at the same time and then just gulp the water like big gulps as fast as you can. But the key is you have to have both of your ears plugged. So whether you have a third hand helping you with this or you can hold the cup in your mouth yourself that uh, that works. So there's my little. I always just use. I always just use a lemon wedge. It seems to work 90 percent of the time. Nice. Nice. Mm. Just suck on a lemon wedge. Also the spoonful of peanut butter. But sometimes that's just for fun. Right. I've heard the sugar trick, um, but I was always taught drinking water upside down. Oh, which yeah. Which also sounds really difficult, but right. I feel like the hiccup, getting rid of the hiccups is always just a challenge in itself. It really is. And, you know, everybody's got their own, their own ways, their own methods. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you, Darian, for joining us today. Um, good luck with all of your upcoming, upcoming shows. And um, yeah, thanks for chatting with us. Thank you thank so much you. for having me. This is- yes, thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> Our pleasure. Happy holidays to you. Yes, you as well. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.